Hi everyone, I'm David Weiss. Welcome to Up North Bonsai. This podcast is a chance for me to talk with bonsai enthusiasts from all around the Upper Midwest. There are amazing bonsai professionals who have set up shop mostly near the coast. Those of us living in the Upper Midwest need to adjust what we learn from those professionals in our colder climates. We have a shorter growing season in the Upper Midwest, and as we all know, our climate is always changing. I believe there is a lot we can learn from each other about how to create beautiful bonsai in North Country. My goal is to help others enhance their bonsai journey in their microclimate. For me, bonsai is all about the journey. I'm a firm believer in lifelong learning and hope this podcast can spread some good information to those just getting into the hobby. Really, it's just a chance for me to talk bonsai with someone. This podcast covers bonsai enthusiasts in the upper Midwest from people living in zones 3, 4, and 5, including my home state of Minnesota, the Dakotas, Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, and Iowa. I've also ventured to Canada. On today's show, we head north and east to visit Nigel Saunders of the Bonsai Zone. Now, normally, I'd be talking about the summer and winter solstices and the spring and fall equinoxes and the work we do with our trees during those seasons. This time, we focus on greenhouses. Nigel has had a polyhouse, as he calls it. It's a modified hoop-style greenhouse, and now he has a fully glassed-in greenhouse. Join me as I visit with Nigel and talk about the pros and cons of having a greenhouse for our bonsai. If you'd like to see the greenhouse, visit my YouTube channel, Dave's Bonsai, for our full interview. We are in the bonsai zone today. I'm super excited to be here. Well, it was nice of you to come down. I was very excited to have you visit. It's been fantastic. and It's been, we keep using the word surreal. Yeah. It's strange because I always see you on video. Yeah. And to see you in real life, it's it's really strange. It is kind of strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I have a background in radio, and I was talking earlier with you yesterday that uh, people always, when they see people after hearing them, it's just yeah. really strange. But it's been strange and surreal, even though I see you all the time and I've seen your backyard. Yeah. It is a, a very unique experience. So. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm just glad you let me come. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. And we had a lot of fun yesterday. You we did. down yesterday and we yeah. took the old truck out for a drive and went for lunch. And yeah, awesome. That truck was a beast. Saw trees and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. So we are in the greenhouse of the Bonsai Zone. So really, my focus today is I really wanted to talk to you about the greenhouse. I'd love one someday. And you have now been in it 100% since the moment you tore this one down in its old location and you yeah. put it up here. So I want to talk greenhouses on today's okay. show. So, um, well, this is my second greenhouse. So it, it is. Uh, I had been doing bonsai for about 10 years mm -hmm. and I always wanted a greenhouse. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, let's build one. Let's build one. So I, I had these metal benches. They're industrial benches. Mm -hmm. and I, had two of them and I thought, well, I can put the two benches here. Yeah. Tie them together with some angle iron. I, I got some scrap posts from, they were from some industrial racking. Mm -hmm. And I, I built a greenhouse and it, I think it cost me like maybe $500 total for mm -hmm. everything, the plastic and everything. Sure. I just used that uh, vapor barrier plastic from the hardware store. And I thought, well, maybe it'll last you know, three or four years, I don't know. Yeah. And so far it's lasted like 15 years or, well, not 15, but a long time. Sure. 
And, and that's the hoop house. Yeah, that's my, call it my poly house. Your poly house. That's right. House. And uh, so it was, uh, it kind of changed the way I do bonsai. First of all, you can overwinter your trees inside it. Mm -hmm. They don't get the wind, the drying wind in the winter, which right. just sort of freeze dries your trees. Mm -hmm. uh, you can heat it. You can put a little small heater in there and just on those very cold days, mm -hmm. you can just keep the trees a little warmer. Mm -hmm. um, they have good light. Usually in the daytime it goes above freezing, so if they dry out the soil, you can water them. They're not frozen mm -hmm. all winter. Yeah, and and you can see them. It's good, you know. You can walk in the greenhouse and check on them. And if you repotted a tree, uh, you know, it's like the hospital. You can right. put it in the greenhouse. It's humid. It's warmer. There's no wind to blow it around mm -hmm. and. It's just really good for trees to recover in there, and then you can move them outdoors when they sure. get hardened off. Yeah. And uh, so it, uh, first of all, over winter, I had more success overwintering trees. Yeah. Because they're protected. Right. Um, and, and better than your plant room basement section, is it a better environment for them? Yeah. I think because uh, they get more natural light. Uh, the temperature's cooler. I think it's better for them. Whereas mm -hmm. my basement stays, you know, 10 degrees above freezing. Okay. It's maybe a little too warm. Sure. Uh, yeah, it, it's a lot nicer in the basement. It's a little darker. It's harder to see them and that. Right, right. I mean, it works the basement. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to long ago keep them in the ground, but I was losing too many. You'd get rabbits or mice ring the trees. Right, so right. So the snow's melting in, in spring. Yeah. It, the tree looks really great. great and then it melts down and then you see it's being ringed at the trunk and you know, oh, that tree's just gone. That's gone. Yeah. So no more of that. And so yeah, the, the poly house was really nice. It, it uh, you know, you've got bonsai tools, like, you know, your, your bonsai tools are important. Right. And I think the greenhouse is another tool. Sure. That is really good for bonsai, yeah. like an essential tool. Yeah. It's, uh, so you really felt your bonsai took a step up or two yes. just by putting that, that inexpensive poly house up. Yeah. And really just for after repotting, just to have them protected. There's less light, like the plastic filters out the light. Mm -hmm. It's just like the perfect environment for a tree to recover after repotting. And, yeah. Um, so I found a really good eye-opening and I, I remember after I built it, I said, I, I wish I had built one earlier. Yeah. Like I would have kept so many more trees. Mm -hmm. Another thing, it protects them from insects. Um, uh, yeah, they're more protected in the, in the greenhouse, not scale insects of that, but borers and things like that. So when sure. you're overwintering them, there's less, less chance, chance insects will lay their eggs or go under the bark when they're in fall. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I found it really good for is if you've got a tree, you get, get it all prepared for a show and it's out on your bench and then the next day birds come and they kick all the moss off. And sure. So, so after you've got your show tree, you know, you picked all the little specks of dust off the moss yeah. and it's all perfect put it in the greenhouse mm -hmm. and it does a couple things. The moss greens up really nicely. Mm -hmm. The lower light levels, your trees kind of go a little more greener than if they're out on the bench. Okay. And nice. it just keeps them perfect for the show. Then you take them to the show and yeah. they look oh, just nice. Absolutely. I didn't mention this, but another good thing about greenhouses is yeah. that you can repot in spring when it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's out of the weather. It's yeah. really nice. Working yeah. here Watching you work in here has been phenomenal. It's, I love it. Um, you can repot earlier because you can control the, the lows and highs. Mm -hmm. So 
if you re repot early in spring and then you always get the hard frost or it goes down below freezing like a lot right and that's not good for a tree after repotting yeah so ideally after repotting a tree in spring you want to keep it above freezing mm -hmm. and the greenhouse allows you to do that yeah. so you're gonna have much more success absolutely so you can spread out the repotting season longer mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have a greenhouse your repotting season is very very short mm -hmm. you can only you know you've got to wait till that frost has kind of disappeared and then right. a short period of time before it suddenly warms up sure and this spring it suddenly warmed up like it the repotting season was very very short did you short. have a cool spring we had a cool spring we had a cool spring and then summer and then bang it just yeah. went from spring right to almost summer weather and yeah. that's the worst thing that could happen after repotting is to suddenly get those warm temperatures where the tree needs all the water and has no roots yeah, it's right. like it struggles so mm -hmm. one of the disadvantages in my poly house is mm -hmm. it's not on a foundation or anything okay so you can get mice going under the plastic okay and up in and sometimes they nibble on your trees yeah I, i've never had a tree suffer major damage from mice or anything in the green poly house but sometimes they do that i've yeah. noticed bite marks on the trunks and stuff and mm -hmm. you know if you have a top quality show tree you, that can set a tree back for uh you know a couple of years until those yeah. wounds heal, heal up. so I thought when I build this greenhouse, I'm going to have a proper foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, when I close the door, nothing can get in. Mm -hmm. uh, no bugs, no insects, no mice, no rabbits, nothing. Yeah. And that is a big advantage of this glass greenhouse. Sure. Is that it's 100% sealed. Yeah. Uh, which is really nice. <laughs> when you're working here, because of the glass, it can be like this huge snowstorm outside in winter, and you're in here with your little heater, yeah. and you're just watching all these snow drifts and the snow swirling around. <laughs> And it, it's it's fantastic. It's like you're in this little environmental bubble. Yeah. And uh, it's just a good feeling. It's it, also in the rain in here. When you yeah. hear the rain on the roof, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I found I used this greenhouse way more than I ever expected. Really? I, I had never intended making videos in the greenhouse. Sure. But uh, I found the light is fantastic. Like yeah. year round, you've got outdoor lighting and yeah, you don't have to set up lights, lights in the plant room or anything it's awesome tripping around and uh it was just fantastic for video it's like mm -hmm. you always have perfect lighting in here mm -hmm. it's for sure kind of warm in the winter <laughs> you get used to it yeah you get used and, to and the tropical uh, yeah and uh, the greenhouse i found uh i go through stages with it mm -hmm. so in midwinter i have in this glass greenhouse i keep my Hardy but less hardy trees in here, like uh, Japanese black pines, mm -hmm. uh, maples, mm -hmm. um, temperate trees that can take freezing but not real cold. Sure, like a Japanese maple Japanese or something. Maple. Yeah, things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the coldest it ever got in this greenhouse last winter, which was a typical winter weather. We didn't have a warm winter. Mm -hmm. It wasn't super super cold, but right. it was a typical winter. It got down to minus four in here for about there was maybe three days of the entire winter where it was like super cold outside and okay. the heat i just couldn't keep it couldn't slightly keep it. above freezing right and that's my goal in this greenhouse is to keep it at freezing or just slightly, just slightly above, above slightly above mm -hmm. and uh, and i noticed that when it's super cold out sometimes just the surface of the pots you get a bit of freezing on the surface Mm -hmm. but the soil underneath was still above freezing so mm. yes the roots never froze even 
build the top. The top with slightly closes. frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just that lowest point at night. It's usually early in the morning. It's the, it reaches the coldest temperature outside. Mm -hmm. And it does, it's not cold enough for long enough to freeze the entire pot, which is really good. Sure. Another advantage of that is yeah. you're not breaking pots. You can have yeah. a hardy tree in a beautiful ceramic pot and it doesn't go through those freeze-thaw cycles which can crack your pot open. Yeah. So it's safe to put them in good pots if you keep them around those temperatures. Mm -hmm. So on that topic of you have those trees in here for a certain time and now you have all your tropicals, yeah. we always talk about the bonsai shuffle. So has this created a little bit more work for you, but it's all worth it because you got trees in here at different levels of the seasons and a yeah. longer growing season, I would imagine. But what 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 was the bonsai shuffle been like for well, you with it's, this? It's it does a couple of things. It extends your hardy tree growing season, which I never expected. So usually in fall, you know, you get that first hard frost and all the leaves fall off the trees. So instead of that happening, you've moved them into the greenhouse mm -hmm. in fall. Your tropicals go inside. Right. And uh, it just keeps them, extends that growing season a little longer for your hardy trees. Sure. They keep their leaves longer. More advantage in the fall or the spring? I mean, you're extending the season both ends, I yeah. would imagine. So yeah. is there an advantage? Or, both uh, fall seasons, or especially spring? with the tropicals. Like, uh, I can put the tropicals in here in, uh, usually the beginning of May, which... You put them in this year in the beginning of May? Yeah. Yeah. So normally we don't get our first frostery day till the end of May. So I'm at least a month ahead in spring with the tropicals. And I'm at least actually probably, did I put it in May? It might have even been earlier. It might have been halfway through April. Wow. But yeah, yeah so probably but a, a month good and month half. early plus. And then in fall also, usually halfway through October, we get our first frost. So the trees have to Mm -hmm. go somewhere but I can leave them out till uh, almost November or the end of November sometimes mm -hmm. uh, mid-November at least so you're getting mm -hmm. a couple of months each side yeah and it all adds up like mm -hmm. instead of you know the short three-month summer you're yeah. extending it you and five now good. That's, that's yeah good. it's really good for the trees it's not as nice as uh, tropicals where you could keep them out all year round but right. it definitely helps the trees and I've noticed it that, yeah uh, you get much more growth per year. Sure. How do you how do you deal with the my my concern about getting a greenhouse and, yeah. is, and with the major fluctuations of Minnesota weather? I mean, yeah, we we will get twenty below zero rarely. Yeah. Um, and we will hit hundred and two this year a couple of weeks back. High, yeah. High. So when you have the trees in here for extended amount of times, and if it's tropical, they love the heat. But if the temperate trees and the cold hardy trees, whoa. You're you're bringing these out or having them in here in the winter. This greenhouse is getting pretty warm in the winter, so I have that concern of that fluctuating yeah. temperatures and too much extreme. So how are you dealing with that, or what do you feel the effect of your tree has been with those fluctuations? I have the automatic vents on the greenhouse. So yeah. When it's when the sun comes out in winter, the vents open up, and does it have to reach a certain degree? Or yes. yeah, yeah, they're they're like a compressed gas cylinder. So okay. At a certain temperature, they start extending. Okay. And it's usually around uh, room temperature. So okay. above room temperature, they open up. Okay. And until then, they stay closed. And uh, so that, that works really well. Mm -hmm. uh, it vents out the hot air. So it doesn't get hot here in the winter. It's mm -hmm. always, the most it gets up to is sort of 
room temperature, t-shirt weather, even and, slightly below that. And that's not harmful for the tree, because at night it's going down to that just above freezing level. No. And then it's getting room temperature, and that's not messing with the temper trees or the dormant trees? It, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, the pots they're in have a certain thermal mass, mm -hmm. and it's only brief. Like, in the winter, the sun it rises late, it and it sets very early. So. You only get that sort of midday sun, if you call it midday. Yeah. Like it's so it's, low on the horizon. Right. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And the amount it heats it up is very... It's a short amount of it's, time. Yeah. And it's, it's a gra nice gradual change, I would it's imagine, too. So it's not it's and, not the shock to the tree. And it's not long enough that it heats the pots up. Okay. So if you had a pot that was frozen and it warmed up to room temperature here, it would mm -hmm. only warm up to that for about two hours. Okay. And that's okay. it, and then it goes back down to normal yeah. temperature. And yeah, so the big distinction there between foliage and roots, then that's your yeah. big message right there. Yeah, is that the pot's really not going to be changing very as much stable. as is what these leaves are. For. Yeah. Now the smaller the pot, you're going to get more change, but yeah. the more thermal mass you have, the less variation there is. And then you put pots down lower for a yeah. certain reason as well. So I have like my Japanese maples that go on the top shelf where they're a little warmer. Yeah. So in a greenhouse, the higher up you go, the hotter it's it gets. It's going to be hot. So the lower down at the floor mm -hmm. is the coolest and that's you can keep your hardy trees down there and they just stay dormant the yeah. whole winter i never i never really get them breaking dormancy okay um if they do uh you have a greenhouse here to protect them mm -hmm. so the trouble with most overwintering like if you overwinter overwinter them in the basement is that they do break dormancy early mm -hmm. because they've had a warmer winter so then what do you do you, you have to you can't grow them indoors because there's not enough light. Mm -hmm. So you get this weird growth. Long and leggy and, and just bizarre. sickly looking. Yeah. So you've got to move them outdoors and then you're guaranteed you're going to get like many, many hard frosts or even snow and back to winter temperatures. So, right, right. So if you leave them outside, all those buds that are breaking dormancy earlier are all going to die off and then the tree's got to regenerate new buds and it's really hard on the tree. Mm -hmm. um, in the greenhouse here, if they do break dormancy early, which they usually do, mm -hmm. you can keep them in here on the frosty nights. They're staying here, mm -hmm. put the heater on, keep mm -hmm. them above freezing. Move them out in the daytime, mm -hmm. nighttime, bring them back in. Sometimes you get like two weeks of above freezing weather. They stay out on the bench. Yeah. So you just bring them in on the cold, yeah. frosty nights. And yeah, and it's a lot easier than moving them from the benches all the way to the basement, yeah. up and down the stairs. You just take them off the benches, move them in here. Right. It's quite quick. You can do it in 15 minutes. Sure, sure. And it's not as big haul. <laughs> That's right. It was so great to be sitting in Nigel's greenhouse talking about all the ins and outs of having one. We shifted to the tropical trees next in his collection and how the greenhouse has changed his care for these trees. He also talked about the aerial roots on tropicals, shade cloth that he might be putting up next year in the greenhouse, and the building of the greenhouse. Nigel would recommend a greenhouse to everyone. Let's get back into my conversation with Nigel Saunders in the Bonsai Zone. The tropicals are in right now in, in love and life, so talk about your tropicals a little bit. Okay, so it does, a greenhouse in the middle of summer is basically a furnace. It's, uh, <laughs> if it's hot outside, it's even hotter in here. Yeah. So you need a lot of cooling. So yeah. I have the vents, automatic vents help a lot, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's not the only solution. Yeah. And then I've got Tom from Grown Clip Bonsai for Seniors sent me a bunch of solar powered fans. Yes. 
and they are fantastic. So they were kicking out a lot of uh, energy yeah, yesterday. And you can see now they're not even running. Right. We're not up above yeah, the trees yet. There's no sun shining on the panel. Yeah. So they are fantastic. So when the sun comes out, when you need the cooling, mm -hmm. the fans kick in. It's all automatic. You don't yeah. have to turn fans on. Right. It doesn't right. use any electricity. That's right. Now there is, there's a green cost to manufacturing solar powered things. But uh, we in developed countries, which I hate using the term developed, in North America here, we, we move that uh, green cost over to other countries. So that yeah. they, they make the things, they do the pollution, and then we buy these clean energy products. And yeah. So it's kind of, it's another topic. Another topic. It's not as green as it uh, Yeah, there's, there's always some debate about that. Yeah, but, uh, but they are fantastic in the greenhouse. So I would highly recommend setting up all kinds of solar stuff. I have a solar powered light. Uh, so at nighttime, if I come out here, it has a battery, it charges up in the daytime, turn the light on, and you've got light out oh, here. Yeah. Because um, there's times where you'll you'll come home late and it's dark out and you think, oh, I better check on the trees, see if they need water or something. Yeah. So you've got the light that comes on. It's really nice solar powered stuff. So if you can get solar powered heaters, I, I'm thinking of maybe trying that someday. Sure. Have a battery storage system. You can build outside of the greenhouse, you can build a little either a shed or a, yeah. some enclosure where you can store your batteries, batteries. have a panel outside the greenhouse, mm -hmm. charge up the batteries and then run a heater at nighttime. Right. Which, again, you know, it's only that coldest part of the night that will kick on. You can kick it on and mm -hmm. put on a timer or something. Yep. And yep. So there's a lot of ways you can help offset the cost of heating a greenhouse in the winter. But yep. in midwinter, I mean, it takes a lot of electricity, something. It takes a lot of energy yeah, to heat it. For but sure. I've seen people who overwinter their trees in a cold shed, and some of the trees get quite old and valuable, valuable to them. Mm -hmm. uh, they can be developing a tree for like 20 years. Right. And to me, to lose that tree because we had some freak cold, cold winter day, right, where it goes down to like minus 30 or like minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit or something. Yeah. To lose your tree for the sake of putting a little heater in and running it for the night and spending, I don't know, a couple of dollars right. on electricity, I would rather have the tree and spend the yeah. money on electricity than right. lose the tree for yeah. cold weather. So uh, for me, uh, you know, there's a cost to running the greenhouse for sure, sure. in winter, keeping yeah. it warm. Yeah. And, but you've got to decide if it's worth it. I mean, there's a lot of hobbies that cost a lot of money. There's, right. If you're into cars or something, you're spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars in some of these cars and, yeah. you know, to spend 50 or $60 in the winter heating your greenhouse, it's, it's not it's that bad. Pretty nominal, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. not gonna worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, The tropical trees, you know, a lot of aerial roots, easier to grow in here. So people who like aerial roots would love a, love a tropical uh, environment like this, or how's that been for you? I, I don't have my shade screen up in, in the greenhouse. So I have to, in the hot days of summer, I have to, the vents open up. I keep my door open and I have a fan that blows fresh air in. Yep. I've got this fan that circulates air. So it's not as humid in here as it could be oh, in okay. the summer. Because um, you kind of try to keep that temp down so yeah. you don't overheat the trees. So if you have a shade cloth, okay, it, it helps keep the temperature down and you can have less airflow so the humidity goes up. So if you water the floor, sure, the trees, it generates a yeah. lot of humidity and stays in the greenhouse. Mine, it all kind of flows out. 
Okay. So it's not as humid in I here. I hadn't thought about that. Shade cloth for a greenhouse. Yeah. Because you're you're wanting the temperature to stay down, but then yeah. now because you're opening your doors, you're losing the humidity, but the shade cloth would allow you to keep the door closed. Yes. And keep the humidity here. Humidity. If you wanted those uh, aerial roots and yeah. that kind of growing environment. Okay. So I'm not getting as many aerial roots as I could, but sure. I am getting some mm -hmm. and and they survive. They, they don't dry out because it's a fairly constant humidity in here. Mm -hmm. For and sure. you can miss them. Yeah. I, I had a mister there running uh, so in the hottest part of the day, I would have the misting system running, right? And it, that worked really well. It yeah. keeps the humidity up, even sure. with lots of airflow, right? Um, so I would recommend a misting system, mm -hmm. shade cloth, automatic vents, uh, solar-powered fans, mm -hmm. and that all keeps it cool. And if you have trees, some trees are more sensitive to heat than others, so you can put those trees on the floor of the greenhouse, right? The sensitive ones, or the less sensitive ones, can go on the bed. Like yeah. ficus. They yeah. can take lots of heat. Yeah, so we can keep them up to top. a certain point. Like uh, anything above heat and humidity are kind of related. I found that if you have dry heat, mm -hmm. uh, there's a certain level where a tree will begin dying. Mm, okay, and that's usually around 50 degrees Celsius, Celsius, which is it's probably like 120 or 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. That's it's, hot. It's yeah. hot. We don't get there too often. No. You could in here on a hot day. You could. Yeah. Uh, but with humidity, they can take it. Yeah. So you need the humidity and the heat for the tree to survive. Sure. Right? So those leaves don't go crispy. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, those those techniques help. Yeah. So I, I will get the shade cloth up in here. Yeah. It, it's a retractable one. So you okay. can, yeah. on cloudy days, you can open it up fully. If it's really hot, you can close, close it. Close it up. It, it works pretty good. I just, I don't know. I don't get time to do everything I That's want, right. <laughs> in life, and I never will. That's right. Uh, we got some uh, some activities we still have to get to, right? On yeah, the, on, yeah. In the bonsai zone. Um, so talk about size. One of the biggest things we talk about with cold frames in Minnesota with our club. Yeah. Um, one is accessibility to your cold frame or your greenhouse, but size. Now, you're happy with this size, you can move around in here, the hoop house or the poly house is not quite as big, but yeah. uh, recommendations for, you know, if you're gonna build something, every time I build something, I end up saying, well, I should've made it two feet bigger, I should've made it bigger. Talk about the size of this greenhouse or even the poly, what do you recommend? Yeah. Well, this greenhouse, it's uh, 11 by 10. Okay. And 11 by 12 in here is the biggest size you can put up without a building permit. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, you could put up multiple greenhouses without a building permit. Yeah, sure. Side by if side. If you want to do that. Sure. But if you put up a bigger one, you have to get a building permit. Yeah. In most and places, I would assume that's pretty which consistent. Which isn't really a big deal, but it, it costs money. I didn't have a choice in this size. It, this greenhouse was given to me, yeah, so yeah. it came this way. So it's a beautiful size. I like the size. It doesn't seem too big, but it's you, see, you have room to move it. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing with the greenhouses is uh, the bigger it is, the less fluctuation you get inside. Um, if you have a short greenhouse, it's going to get very hot at bench level. So if you have a higher greenhouse, like this peak here is quite mm -hmm. high, the heat rises. So all that really hot air is up at the peak yeah. and down at bench level here is quite moderate. Yeah. And then if you bend down in a hot day, you can feel it's really cool at the floor level. Sure, sure. So it's nice to have, you know, the bigger you can get, the better for sure. Mm -hmm. Fit more trees in, there's, even if it's not more trees, there's more space. Uh, the worst thing in the world, I, I find I lose the most bonsai is when I have it too crowded and I'm not I don't have easy access to all the trees. Yeah. You know, there, there's a tree three back, 
that you think you're watering right and then it starts suffering and then you pull it out and you notice all oh, the backside hasn't been watered hasn't been touched or there's insects on it and you couldn't see it because right. it was hidden behind another one and that's when you start losing mm -hmm. trees is uh yeah too crowded on benches and you can't really access them and if you have trees separated by space the insects tend to stay in the one tree there's a barrier to get to the next tree. Mm -hmm. If you have trees so close, they're almost touching. Yeah, the insects can transfer more easily. Sure. And um, insects is another big problem in a greenhouse. Uh, it's not a big problem, but uh, it's like growing indoors all year round. Is that if you do have scale insects on one tree, they they'll move gonna, around. We're gonna move around. So yeah. you, you have to be more aware of insect management. You sure. To do more inspection, more cleaning yeah. scale, more spraying with soap and water, or if you want to use toxic chemicals. I, I don't, yeah. but uh, yeah. especially in a greenhouse, I don't want to be breathing this. I'm breathing thing. it in, yeah. I, I tell people I'd rather the tree die than me die. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I, I agree with you there. I, I noticed the fan started to... Uh, oh yeah, it's going now. It's getting a little bit of residual sun here now, and it's yeah. just starting to cool us off in here. That feels great. So the fan, even on cloudy days, it, it puts out a fair amount of uh, volume of air. Yeah. It's quite Keeping nice. that air circulating, which is, which is really important for yeah. our trees. Yeah, you had mentioned before the trees being too close and then bugs can just jump from one to the other but if you have too many trees close together too you they don't have good airflow Not airflow yeah and that's important for bones especially for cooling them trees in the summer need that airflow to cool them down so right. if i didn't have any fans in this greenhouse and it was closed up it'd be like an oven and the trees they yeah. would really suffer really so suffer yeah that airflow is really important yeah what what is construction like for something like this yeah it uh i had never done any cement work or building blocks and yeah yeah so uh originally i wanted a cement pad poured in here which yeah. is a good foundation for a greenhouse any greenhouse yeah and again it allows you to seal the greenhouse so there's no nothing burrowing up mice or rabbits yeah. or anything i don't think a rabbit would go in the greenhouse they Probably, might but yeah um uh definitely mice it keeps mice out yeah uh, and insects uh, so i i wanted a good greenhouse that would seal it up Sure. And uh, so the, all the construction companies in that are really busy, the contractors. So I had ordered a cement pad to be poured in here. And because it's kind of back in the backyard, I could tell the guy was kind of reluctant about mm -hmm. bringing a cement mixer in here. He said, oh, we'll have to wait till it's a little drier in the summer and uh, we'll have to use a long chute to get it back here. And yeah. I could tell it was a job you didn't really want to do. <laughs> There's easier jobs that make more money. More money, that's right. And uh, so I kept phoning, oh, how's that, when's the pad going to get bored? And, and uh, oh, we're going to get to it in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. And so it got to midsummer, and I said, okay, uh, at this rate, I'm never going to get my greenhouse up. It, all, mm -hmm. it was all taken apart, sitting there, waiting mm -hmm. to be put up. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I watched a few videos on YouTube, <laughs> plug for YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Uh, how to pour cement pads, and it looked really complicated, it, like putting all the rebar down and yeah. pouring it. And I thought, oh, that, that looks hard. So then I thought, well, maybe I can just do like a concrete wall. Like a, so I, I dug it all out, Zen it helped, and we, uh, I, I put footings down. Mm -hmm. So. I think we got 55 bags of cement from the hardware store. Oh my gosh. Mixed it all up by hand, poured it in, put rebar in, and put the footings in. And then on top of the footings, I, I built a single level concrete 
block wall. Uh, yeah. It was the first time I'd ever done any concrete work and it was kind of scary, but yeah, I thought you did a fantastic you know, job. Well, most things in life, you know, you're a little intimidated to do things, but if you just force yourself to do it, learn, you know, you watch YouTube videos, um, someone out there in the world is doing this type of work absolutely and they got good at it somehow they did they yeah. had to start off somewhere right i very well okay uh, I, i'll do it myself so i did okay. and it went quite well and yeah. then I, I capped it with the stones and then mm -hmm. uh, isabella's husband came down and helped me put up the greenhouse and we basically framed it all in one day yeah uh the glass is quite tricky it, it has to be glazed so um when we took the greenhouse down, I had to scrape every pane of glass out that is puttied in. Oh, you had to get the putty carefully out carefully, pry it out, transport it here without breaking it, and I didn't break it a single pane of glass, which I was quite happy. Uh, this greenhouse is manufactured locally. The place that makes them is like an hour and a half drive away. Oh, fantastic! Uh, so if I need spare glass and that, you can yeah. always get it. Nice and. So the greenhouse, it went up fairly quickly. Uh, I got the instruction sheet from the manufacturer, mm -hmm. Rogers Greenhouses, mm -hmm. and that helped a lot. Sure. Uh, they tell okay. you how to put it up, yeah. and at least a sequence, because when it's disassembled, there's like a stack of aluminum parts that all look the same. Yeah. You've got all this glass, and yeah. it, it's, uh, if you had no instructions, it would be it's pretty intimidating. It's like a puzzle. Oh my gosh, yeah. It, it would be. I mean, there's some pieces that are obvious, but there's a lot that, you know, you'd have to figure out where they go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it went up quite well. And then the glazing took a while and then, you know, all the details. So then I didn't have benches for the greenhouse and uh, it didn't come with these benches. So I okay. approached the manufacturer asking if they sold benches and they did. And uh, and they were quite a reasonable price. They, they were about uh, $320 for the two side benches. And the back bench, it was about $200, which it's a lot of money for a little bench, but it brings it all together. Yeah. So and, nice. And they're not wooden. If you have anything wooden inside a greenhouse, it rots pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and wooden greenhouses rot pretty, pretty quickly. quickly. <laughs> it's just not the environment for wood. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice to get the benches. I, because I got the greenhouse for free, I was, I felt very willing Almost to willing that's the word yeah you were willing to, to pay spend a, little, like, a bit of money right right so I, the floor there's about you know this much gravel probably that much gravel pea really? gravel under the floor yeah and i just put paving stones as a walkway and um so far i'm very pleased with it i i uh as i said it's another tool yeah that helps you in bonsai and sure it's a good tool it's uh definitely worth the money now if you buy a glass greenhouse like this uh, the Canadian price is about it starts at about five thousand dollars okay which is a lot of money but you know if you're going to be doing bonsai I always tell people uh, look at the long term if you're gonna yeah. be doing bonsai for 20 years mm hmm take that cost okay. yeah figure out the cost per year not so bad not that bad yeah same with buying trees <laughs> you're right I still haven't spent a lot on trees, but when you no. think about having it for 25 years yeah, or pots yeah. or whatever right, you buy, right. yeah. you're gonna have this pot for the rest of your life rest, and yeah. just sort of figure out the cost per year. And that's right. It's not that. Bad. It's a better way to think about it for sure. Yeah. Now there's you can get a polycarbonate greenhouse, um, mm -hmm. the one with the they're like square tubes of air, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Double. I don't know what they double and triple double glazing, right? Yeah. Double and triple glazing. And, I think. 
initially they're better than glass. Glass filters out a lot of UV light, yeah. whereas the plastic doesn't. And so initially they're they're better than glass. You get better light in the greenhouse. They're insulated okay. a bit. Yeah. The problem with them is that over time that plastic goes from clear to kind of cloudy, uh -huh. and then it starts getting algae on the inside. And I would say after about four maybe five years it starts to be less effective than glass. Okay. Yeah. Um, you also can't see out of them, which one of the things I really like about this greenhouse, as I said, was on a cold winter's day when there's a snowstorm, yeah. you're in here in your little warm cocoon and you're you looking at the snow see the swirling world. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you think, oh, I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah. So not to be able to see outside, uh, I mean, it, it's a bit of a disadvantage. Yeah. I like to be able to see. I think I'd prefer to go glass. It's, it's like being outside versus in a kind yeah. of a cave or indoors. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're outdoors. For sure. But it is more expensive but uh, there's trade-offs and I the other thing I've heard about the polycarbonate ones is that in a severe windstorm because the polycarbonate can deflect or bend a bit mm -hmm. is that sometimes panels will pop out on the greenhouses oh okay which yeah if you're heating the greenhouse and it happens on a cold day and it pops out you can suddenly lose all your heat and mm, yeah. you might lose a tree right that would be so the glass is probably safer yeah in the long run uh as far as storms and stuff and sure um and the other thing about heating the greenhouse in winter a big advantage is that if you get a snow accumulation on the roof mm -hmm. uh, because it's heated it just slides off mm -hmm. uh, you can see it yeah it rarely very rarely has snow that sticks on the roof and if it does it's by mid-afternoon it's all it's slid, slid off, off and you get yeah. the nice light again very good uh yeah so it, it's a good advantage of heating it if you didn't heat your greenhouse depending on your roof design the best roof design for a an, a greenhouse is the pointed top with yeah. the rounded sides the snow sheds really well okay yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you're heating it it's no problem you can have any design and it just yeah. sheds off yeah, very nice. Um, this greenhouse doesn't have gutters on it, uh, mm -hmm. so you plan that's to put something I'm going to add. I've got my my IBC container over there, mm -hmm. my big cube. So I'm going to collect the rainwater from the greenhouse, yeah. which is nice because the water is right there, They're ready right to there. use. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know how much I'll get with this greenhouse, but you'll get some. You'll get sure. Oh yeah, some rain. It's better than none, and that rainwater is prime. Yeah, rainwater is the best that's for really, the trees. Yeah. I would recommend a greenhouse to anyone, yeah. especially spring and fall, repotting season. It's nice. You don't have to worry about rainy days. You mm -hmm. can come out and repot. Yeah. You don't have to worry about sudden cold spells. It's, it's, yeah, and you don't have to worry about your trees freezing so much in winter. Mm -hmm. It's a good tool to have. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it'd be in these climates like mm -hmm. Minnesota yeah. here. It, it's a valuable tool. It'll yeah. make your bonsai journey so much easier. You won't lose as many trees. Sure. It's a pleasure to work in the greenhouse. Worth the investment. Yeah, if you can afford it. And yeah. like I said, I built that one for uh, like just under five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people, you know, frame a wood greenhouse up out of scrap lumber, put the plastic on, and it works. It's any greenhouse is better than nothing and mm -hmm. you can get as deluxe as you want or you can get as simple as you want. I've sure. seen people build them on the side of their house, mm -hmm. just run some beams and a wall and yeah. you know it's a small greenhouse that they can fit in and have some shelves and uh, but yeah.
you, you can make it work with quite inexpensive. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your knowledge and experience. Yeah. This has it's been fantastic uh, to just sit in here and <laughs> be in this tropical environment talking about greenhouses. Yeah. In winter, it'd even be better. It'd be even better. <laughs> That's right. I'll come back in winter <laughs> and we'll do part two. Oh, nice talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Many thanks to the truly one and only Nigel Saunders for allowing my son and I to raid the Bonsai Zone for the better part of two days. We had a ton of fun and I sure learned a lot. Another episode coming soon. Until then, take care of you, take care of your Bonsai, and we'll catch up soon as I continue my journey with Up North Bonsai. <music>